0: Welcome to Tis Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers. This is the week beginning the 13th of November.
1: Julianne, I haven't really sort of listed, but we've been in so many newsletters recently. So, let's
0: blow our own
1: trumpet. Yeah, let's blow our own trumpet a bit. So we were in the Blackmoor Vale a few months, uh, a few weeks ago. Okay, which was really nice, of course. You saw that picture, but then I was told that we were in the heart, which is the Cranbourne Chase newsletter, and then Hindon newsletter for November, and then there was that thing about the East Window. Oh
0: yeah. So there, they have a website.
1: So we're in that, apparently. And we're also in Messam's newsletter as well, the art gallery. Yeah, so yeah. we're getting famous,
0: Julian. <laughs> we begin with the second half of the Sean Moran interview, and this week we hear about our cousins in Tisbury, USA.
2: Martha's Vineyard in America is known for all these huge, big multi-million mansions. Uh, Barack Obama's got a big place up there but actually the community of Martha's Vineyard is very like the community of Tisbury.
1: Then, dear oh dear, there have been more deer attacks at the trees planted in Warder, but
3: the community is on it. We had a lot of volunteers and on one day alone we got 500 trees planted. It's not a difficult job, but it's great that people turn up and want to do it.
0: Next, Mary buries herself in the Tisbury archives.
4: We've had a variety of people coming along asking questions about their family history, for instance, and we can have a look at the database and see if we've got any information on on their distant relatives or their house.
1: Then we get a sneak preview from a young opera singer from Warder, Ambrose Connolly.
0: And we finish with the Watsons with Loud Pointer. Tis
1: Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com.
0: This week, we find out about the significance of the East Window in Annie Church and how Sean reached out to the town of Tisbury in Martha's Vineyard, USA. So if you go back, you know,
2: Right back to the formation of Christianity you know, during the Roman times, 300, 400 AD. When they started forming churches, um, they were built in the shape of a crucifix. The altar, the most significant part of, uh, of the church and the, the chancel part of the church uh, where you put the altar on, was always in the east end at the top of the crucifix, where Christ, had, if you think about a crucifix and Christ's head on the crucifix, then that, that would be the east end. And so the Christians will talk about, you know, you, you walk into a church and you enter into it, you're baptised and then you walk, go through that church and that's your life's journey. And in the end, you know, you're buried and your coffin is at the end of the church in the east end at the eye holter as you hopefully go up to heaven. I, for me, there's something in an east window for everybody. I got excited by it as long as it was going to be open to everybody in Tisbury. And I also thought we could make a connection with our relations over in Tisbury, Massachusetts, in Martha's Vineyard, and, and thinking, actually, the Americans like this kind of thing. I know that from having worked in America. So it was a no-brainer to tr- go across and try and connect with the community over there. And then I was leading a holiday for the local art society here in Tisbury to New York, um, and I thought, well, if I'm over there at that time, I can do a quick side trip, up to Martha's Vineyard, it was 45 minutes on a plane. And I could just then present this in person with, and ask for money. we gathered together in a cafe in Chilmark, USA, on Martha's Vineyard. It's tiny little community. Martha's Vineyard in America is known for all these huge, big, multi-million mansions. Uh, Barack Obama's got a big place up there. But actually, the community of Martha's Vineyard is very like the community of Tisbury. Okay. You know, it's, it's rural, uh, you know, uh, uh, medium incomes are average, not great.
3: Uh, incomes you know, so from in, what? Fishing in, in, in or... Income from
2: fishing, from uh, look, looking after the rich people when they come for the summer holidays, um, you know, farming. I mean, parts of the vineyard, I was driving around it, looked like Chilmark or or, oh, really? or, or, or uh, water. I mean, you know, with the sheep and the hills and it was quite remarkable. And the whole history of it. So Thomas Mayhew, who was the guy born in Tisbury back in the uh, late 1500s, and he went out and he became the person who established the first European colony on Martha's Vineyard. Thomas Mayhew's descendant was the first donor. So I went to see her. So I wanted to meet Thomas Mayhew's descendant. Um, she was suffering from cancer. And the first thing she did is just present me a cheque and say, we must be connected to this. Uh, which was brilliant. So the so first that that, donation, the first from the donation was from Thomas Mayhew's um, um, ancestor. Somebody asked me at the cafe, would I speak to the local priest if he had time? And Stephen came across. He's the Reverend of uh, Grace Episcopalian Church up there, which is kind of the equivalent of St. John's in that community. Completely understood the idea. And that night, uh, I had a parish council meeting, or their equivalent of it, and they donated... $750 that night, you know, it was extraordinary. The, the, the local people got it. And as I understand it, there are people seriously planning to come across for when the window is actually unveiled, which would be fabulous. Um, and obviously there's ride.
0: going to be a big ceremony. There'll
2: um... be a, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, the window should be ready next year. Um, and But because it's a moving target, we can't fix down the ceremony because we want to have significant people at the ceremony. I mean, this is so significant, not just for Tisbury, for Wiltshire, uh, actually, in my belief, for uh, England. You know, a new East window in a medieval church is something to crow about um, and, and get great people down here. So, yeah, so that connection came in. Uh, I wrote to Taylor Swift. She was born in Tisbury, Massachusetts. Martin Shalcross um, tipped me the wink on that. You know, and it was more about, do you want to be... It wasn't asking for a huge amount of money. He said... Do you want to know about it, you know, to make this connection? Because I know she's a great um, uh, Anglophile. And anyway, nothing came of that. But, you know, at the end, we didn't need huge amounts of money from America. And so, I, for me, there's something in an East window for everybody.
0: So, Sean, now for our questions that we ask everybody. What gets you out of bed in the morning?
2: At least a pint of coffee.
0: <laughs> I get that one. Um What's your favorite dish disc you'd take to a desert island?
2: It would be any kind of military brass band music.
0: Oh, okay. Um, what do you like most and what do you dislike most about Tisbury?
2: Um, the boot in, I like the most. I'm glad that's there. <laughs> and, like least, the fact we don't have an Indian restaurant always bugs me. It's yeah. time we had one.
0: And yeah. Yeah, it sure is. I agree with you on that one. Um, what's your favourite
2: local view? Ooh. Um, every time I drive through Fontille Arch, for the past ten years, every time I drive it, for the past ten years, I, st- I get that buzz. I'm back home. It is. It's the, it's the view it's of the, the welcoming lake. And the, it's the arch. It's the arch, and you're in there, and you just feel like, oh, I'm back in Tisbury now. And all that countryside, is, as you go through the arch, on the, on the left and the right, it, it's just...
0: It's uh, unique. I, I can
2: picture everything. Now, I yeah. could, if I could paint, I could paint it from my brain. Yes,
0: yeah. so. lovely. So complete this sentence. Not many people know this about Tisbury, but...
2: Buried in St John's, underneath the east window, is a man called Lawrence Hyde. And he is the great-great-grandfather of Queen Mary II and Queen Anne of England.
0: That's really interesting. Thank you for that one, Sean. Go go
2: look at it. I encourage your listeners to go look at it because there's a lovely um, uh, engraving um, in front of the altar of Lawrence with his his family. Look him up. Fascinating story.
0: Okay, And now the silly bit. Um,
2: Dogs or Cats... Neither. And uh, I'm allergic, so neither, but if I had to choose it would be dogs. Tea or coffee? Coffee. I think we know the answer to that one.
0: Uh, beer or wine?
2: Both in huge quantities, preferably at the boot.
0: Okay, I think I might know the answer to this one. Radio one, two, three or four. Oh. Mm.
2: Four. And football or rugby. Oh, rugby, the men are more handsome. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Okay, Sean, thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for coming. Uh, I could stay here probably all day listening to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. If you would like to contribute to the East Window Fund and have your loved one commemorated in the book, find out more on the website www.eastwindowtisbury.com or pick up a leaflet in the church.
2: Follow us on Instagram at TisTalkRadio.
1: This week, Chris Harwood and Mike Fish have been busy maintaining the trees planted in water to combat climate change. I went down to get an update. So I'm here with Chris Harwood down at Harfish Wood. Harfish Wood, yes. And now tell us, Chris, what we're doing here today.
3: Well, we've planted up the wood with 1,400 saplings, which is really good. We had a lot of volunteers and on one day alone we got 500 trees planted it's not a difficult job but it's great that people turn up and want to do it
1: and that was about nine months ago wasn't yep, that it that was i was here and we did a little report for tis talk then so this is yes. a, an update now
3: so we got a load of saplings from i dig tree who are sponsored by Ovo energy and uh, we had spiral protectors with them they're about 50 centimetres long, and they protect the growing saplings from being nibbled by animals. We put up a deer fence at one end Mm. to keep the deer out, Mm. but the deer are not so easily fooled. Mm. Seeing the fence, they went round the side, Mm. down into the river, along the river, and then up the bank at the far end where the fence was lower. Uh I couldn't believe it. And we turned up and there was this deer munching on our leaves. Oh, right in the middle of the wood. <laughs> Indeed. So what we're having to do now is we're having to replace the spiral protectors with the longer four-foot tubes. The right. deer don't browse above head height. So once the tree comes out the top at four feet, it's above the front of their nose. And so they don't even show an interest in it. It's amazing. Okay. And I emailed the Woodland Trust to see if they had any second-hand tubes because they're not cheap, these things. They emailed back and said, yes, we've got some down at Duncliffe Wood. Uh, come and collect. And so we've got them all down here. And today we're replacing the old spiral plastics with the longer tubes.
1: But how many of the ones that we planted last time have actually survived? Roughly, a well, percentage?
3: Well, I think it's just over 50%.
1: Right, well, that's not
3: bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, it's why you plant at two metres spacing. I and mean, if you think about it, you don't want oaks growing at two metres spacing. I mean, you right. could hardly walk between them. That's good. So and it's assumed
1: that some will die anyway, you mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes,
3: yes. And it's been good. I think we'll be back here in December, right. um, but then maybe also again in February. There are right. lots of bits to do to sort of sort out things. But uh, Basically, yeah. it's
1: maintenance.
3: Yeah, well, that's right. Yes, yes. yes. You can't just chuck them in the ground and forget them. No. uh, Because the competition is fierce in good land, and the land here is very good. It's the one bit of clay in the chalk area. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, things grow here like there's no tomorrow
1: basically thistles grass
3: absolutely everything yes
1: all, I, we can see around us yeah, yeah that's right and the deer thrive on that so let's yeah. hope that they don't thrive on the trees now
3: which yeah it shouldn't do i think it's going to be a lot better with these yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah great thank you very much Chris. thank you
5: Hi, um, I'm, I'm Fish. I own the woodland that we're working on uh, just at the moment, so just outside of Tisbury at Hatch. We've been working on this now for almost a year and we're down here doing some woodland maintenance. They're looking pretty good at the moment. Um, we've got uh, uh, three or four trees that are already over sort of four feet and putting the larger protectors on them will make them uh, go a little bit faster and certainly save them from the wildlife. You can hear, you can hear my uh, friend Chris in the background who's been the driving force behind it. He's uh, Hard at work, putting a few more of the protectors in. Got about another 1,400 to go. It will uh, take us a little bit of time, but the weather up until the last five minutes has been beautiful. (laughs) Um, But we're hoping that we'll get it all sort of done this side of Christmas.
1: Just remind listeners uh, what your motivation for this is, because th- these aren't a crop. These aren't. Uh, you're not doing this to for commercial reasons at, at all, are you?
5: No, I, I think there's an overarching thing about climate change. It's just trying to do something practical and useful. I, I don't necessarily want to go and glue myself to a train, um, <laughs> uh, and I love trees. It's really important. I mean, this only exists because when we first did it, we had so many people come down, lovely people. I think you came down yourself and we probably at one stage had 35 people with spades and, and, and it was a real community feel. Yeah, if, if, if you see the call to action uh, in November, if you could come down, even if you spend 30 minutes coming down, mm. um, you know, come meet some people, come and have a cup of tea um, and, uh, and you can be part of uh, planting some trees, which is not a bad thing.
1: Yes, okay, great.
0: Mary went up to the NADA Centre and uncovers the Tisbury Archives, kept in a room there and managed by Jenny Stevens and Nikki Bartlett.
6: I'm Jenny Stevens in the archive room at Tisbury History Society and the archive collection of various documents, maps, or photographs, books which we've acquired over the years and we've Cataloged them, most of them.
1: So this is all about Tisbury's history,
6: going back until what sort of date? Some of it's very early. Some of it's um, we have a lot of geological information, right? And right. in coming up to present day. And so does that include the Nadder Valley as well as
4: just Tisbury?
6: Bits of the Nader Valley, yes. It's not. It's not specific to Tisbury.
4: Right. It's right. It's Tisbury in the area. Uh, My name is Nikki Bartlett and I help Jenny uh, volunteer up at the History Society archives and we decided it would be a good idea to open it to the community to show people what we've got here, whether they've got any questions about their family or their house or just any general question about the area, local history subject and um, everyone's welcome to come along Jenny, aren't they? First Monday of every month between 10 and 12 Excluding bank holidays, we're here.
1: Okay, so how do people get
4: in touch, Nikki? So they can send us an email via our Tisbury History Society website. And if they can't manage the, to, the com- to come up during the Monday slot, they can send us an email and we'll fit them in with a special appointment, or we'll answer them via email if they've got a query. And we do do uh, reproductions, printing, etc., cetera, for, for a very small charge. So, we can send something out to people if they can't get in to see yes, us here. That's quite a service. So, what's the email address?
6: <laughs> Tisbury History Archive, all one word, at gmail.com. So, I think this is the second time you've opened it, is it?
4: Uh, about the fourth, actually. Oh. So, oh. we're doing doing well, aren't we, Jenny? We have about six people. Six or eight, maybe. What, punters coming in? Yes, during the morning. So we don't want everyone here at the same time, necessarily, but we've got a two-hour slot. Right. So people are welcome to come along during that time. Uh, What kind of a
6: database have you got here? We've got a, a searchable database called Modes, which means that if somebody's looking for information on a specific subject, we can look and see if we've got information on that subject yes which makes life a lot easier
4: and any examples you can give nikki of the sort of things um, people are interested in we've had a variety of people coming along asking questions about their family history for instance and we can have a look at the database and see if we've got any information on on their distant relatives or their house the history of their their land around them that sort of thing and then some people just want to come along and have a look at what we've got here and they bring their stories to us which is very good and we you know we're very interested to hear about their families and their connections and their interests in in Tisbury and the surrounding area
6: Tis
4: Talk a podcast from
1: Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com we get a little preview of a concert that's coming up on the 18th of November by Ambrose Connolly, who is from Warder.
2: So it's Butterworth settings, or the Shropshire Shalad, um, oh, nice. which is obviously quite pertinent because it's all to do with uh, the First World War. The Butterworth, which, are, you know, it's 15-20 minutes long, so it's not, it's not very long, it's six songs based around the First World War and all the uh, young men that went off to fight in the war. And then it's going to be followed by a couple of Tchaikovsky romances. I think it's Opus six Tchaikovsky romances and it's all about love, loss and you know, classic Russian kind of things. But I'm only going to sing three of them.
1: So that's a short recital by Ambrose Connolly of Butterworth and Tchaikovsky with pianist Douglas Stevens on Saturday 18th of November at St Thomas's Church in Salisbury at lunchtime 12.15pm until 1pm and it's free. Listen out for our longer interview with Ambrose in a few weeks' time.
0: And we end with Loud Pointer and The What's Ons.
7: It's a bumper week of things to see and do this week. On Tuesday, Tisbury History Society is giving a talk on Shaftesbury, Alfred's Abbey, Alfred's Town by Julian Richards. This is in the Hinton Hall at 7:30 pm. On Wednesday there is the Tisbus outing to Bath. To book your place, call 00 802 525 or email coordinator at tisbus.co.uk The fare is £12 and it's a a 9am departure. And the Tisbury Memory Group will be in the Hinton Hall again from 10 till 12 when they will be welcoming back popular guest Lee Knott with his fabulous trumpet. In the afternoon the Fitness and Friendship Group will be meeting for games, quizzes, tai chi and refreshments This is in the Nader's close sheltered housing from one to four. The session is five pounds and new members are welcome. In the evening, the Tisbury Horticultural Society are hosting a talk on plants grown for fragrance throughout the year with Felicity Down. This is in the Methodist Hall at 7.30 p.m. Non-members are most welcome. On Thursday, the tea ladies are holding an afternoon tea with fabulous cakes and a ukulele band in the Victoria Hall from 2.30 to 4.15. This is in aid of the Salisbury Samaritans and the cost is £5. Should you wish to support this cause, call Marion on 01747 870 813 to book a place. On Thursday evening, there is the Carnival Awards Night in the Victoria Hall from 6 to 8pm. In addition to celebrating the excellence of the Carnival Award winners, this is an opportunity to meet the committee and share ideas for next year's events. On Friday and Saturday this week, and again next Friday and Saturday, Clem is running her Christmas fair at Lower Lawn Barns. Opening times on all four days is 10 to 5 entry is free and there will be a cafe on friday evening there is a preview at messams of peter brown's country and countries exhibition it is from 6 to 8 pm and entry is free but messams kindly ask you book in advance on saturday tisbury footpath club are organizing a six mile circular walk around sixpenny handley to book your space email tom T and c Fordham at gmail.com and either meet at the Nadder Close car park at 9.15 or go straight to the Sixby Han- Handley Village Hall for 9.45. There is also the Community Café Breakfast at the Methodist Church from 9.30 to 12. And the Tisbury Country Market will be in the Victoria Hall from 10 to 11 and are now taking Christmas orders on saturday evening there is the family quiz night by salisbury hospital this promises to be a fun evening for all ages whether you are nine or 90. it's in the hinton hall from 6 30 to ten thirty. tickets which include supper are 15 pounds for adults and eight pounds for children and should be purchased by this thursday the 16th also on saturday evening is the nt live production of skylight starring Bill Nye and Kerry Mulligan in this critically acclaimed revival of David Hare's play directed by Stephen Daldry. It's showing in the Victoria Hall at 7.30 with doors open from 7pm. Tickets are £15. Also on Sunday, Hunter Gathering is hosting a lunch with an array of speakers who will be questioning the received orthodoxy about the climate change agenda and about 5G and AI? Tickets to include a curry lunch are £25. To book a place, call Amanda on 07968 858 860. And that's it for this week.
0: You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com.
1: That's all from us, we've been Julianne Murphy and Mary Myers and special thanks to contributors KeelanPybus and Lal Pointer.